This is Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. Welcome to our continuing podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving the Chesapeake Bay. Today, we're going to talk about Pennsylvania, and we're going to talk about student leadership with Lane Wiggum, CBF employee who coordinates all of our student leadership programs in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Lane, before we get into that, you've got a rich history. You've taught school, you've worked on the farm, you grew up on a farm, you grow uh, free-range chickens at your own house now. Give us a little sense, and you, you were an English major, were you? That's correct. And a, and a farm man. Well, I, I married the farmer's daughter, <laughs> is how it started. Um, my wife uh, grew up on a 110-acre replacement heifer farm. Um, so when I, when I married the farmer's daughter, I became the farmhand, <laughs> which means over the last 10 years, I've done a lot of farm work. That's terrific. And you're growing chickens now? Yes, we do uh, pastured poultry in the summertime, organic pastured poultry. I actually have a field that we move the chickens each day so that they're on fresh grass. Right. And I actually even mill my own chicken feed for the chickens as well. I'll be damned. What's a metric that would be meaningful? How many chickens are oh, you Oh, not that many. And... We do uh, between 100 and 200 chickens a year. Yeah. And that's to supply my own family and friends. And we also keep around 30 birds uh, for eggs. Right. Very good. Excellent. And I, I've seen these free-range operations where literally moving the pen daily to always keep them in a fresh grass situation. That's correct. We, uh, we have a small tractor, and usually my son comes out with me in the evening, and after we have dinner, he wants to ride on the tractor, yeah. and we go out and move the, uh, the chickens. So you've been at CBF, as my recollection, about two years now? A little over a year and a half. A little over a year and a half. And student leadership for the Chesapeake Bay Foundation has been something that we have really pursued now vigorously to try to maintain a relationship with those students who come out on CBF field trips. And we're running 30 to 40,000 students and teachers a year at all the different Bay States across the watershed. And we'd long thought that a relatively short period of time with those students was good but it could be so much more valuable if we had some sort of continuing relationship. We decided very early on that it should be at the student's own selection, that they should self-select to continue to be involved with us, but it's been very successful, and Pennsylvania has been uh, especially important for us as we try to increase the amount of pollution reduction in Pennsylvania coming down the Susquehanna key contributor to freshwater into the Chesapeake Bay. So tell us a little bit of the story of how you got started with us, what you've accomplished, what have been some of the, the challenges and some of the excitements. Uh, I was, first of all, I lived in Annapolis um, for almost six years. Um, so while I'm a Pennsylvania native, I had this great experience of the Chesapeake Bay while I was living in Annapolis. and. Uh, when, and that's how I got to know well, the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. What were you doing in Annapolis? I was actually working at uh, the Anne Arundel Community College. Um, I was actually running a recording studio for them at really? the time. <laughs> yes. Uh, they have a small studio there in the music department, and I was studying music, and I worked there, and uh, I had a great time. I love the Anne Arundel Community College. 
left there. Did you leave there to start teaching? I, I did. I left there and uh, I moved back to Pennsylvania where I started teaching at a special education school. Um, and I did that for a little over eight years and eventually became the, the coordinator, the, the principal of a special education school. Um, but quite honestly, after eight years, I knew it was time to, to move on. I wanted something, uh, I wanted to change my focus a bit. And when I saw an opportunity to work with student leadership in the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, I leaped at the chance. I just knew it would be a great fit. And uh, here I am a year and a half later, and I got to say it was the best decision I've made. So talk about what it is you're trying to do, how you're coordinating with the education part of CBF that are actually running the field trips, and, and maybe an anecdote or two about some of the students and you've worked with. Sure. Uh, well, for example, we, we have two programs right now that, that, that are in operating in Pennsylvania. One is our Student Leadership Council, um, which, is, which is really made up of leaders in the community, uh, students that have been maybe running an environmental club, they're leaders um, in all sorts of local organization, and they've decided that they want to opt in to work with the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. The other program we have right now is our Mentors in Agricultural Conservation Program. Um, and that's actually a, a job shadowing program that we set up for ag students. Uh, we know that if we're going to, uh, to really get ahead in Pennsylvania, that we've got to focus on ag and focusing on students that one day are going to be running farms and working in the ag industry. That's key. Um, so this program was developed to introduce students uh, to ag conservation work and we take them out into the field um, and they get an experience to work right beside in a very small group uh, with our restoration specialist and, and see what it's like to actually work as an ag conservationist. So they're going out with CBF staff who are working with established farmers, putting in what we call best management practices, the type of land use management practices on farms that can reduce the amount of runoff, reduce the amount of soil erosion, and so they're seeing firsthand that those jobs. Uh, are they are they um, doing some of the work themselves? Absolutely. That's that's the best part of the program. They actually get their hands in the dirt. Um, I think last year they've planted well over a thousand trees in the watershed with the program, um, and they were out working right beside our restoration specialist planting trees. Um, and, and really studying uh, buffer zones and best management practices, everything from cover crops uh, to field fencing uh, to manure management and getting to see all this stuff firsthand. And so this is part of what we call mentors in ag conservation. These are the mentees that we are mentoring. Give us a sense of time, um, distance they have to travel from their schools, uh, how, how long do we have these students with us, and, and what might be a trajectory past their time with us? Sure. So the program uh, usually starts with me visiting the students at their school. Um, I, I make a connection with the ag teachers, and I go out and visit a class. Um, sometimes it's a wildlife conservation class um, or some sort of agronomic class that that's actually operating at the school. And not, I go out and Not talk necessarily to them. students who have come out on one of our field trips. No, these right. can be brand new students, right. um, and many of them are. Um, they've usually heard something about the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. 
um, but you know they're not really familiar with this. And I go out and talk to them, and I explain, you know, what ag conservation is. We talk about best management practices, and we really talk a lot about riparian buffer zones and how important it is to have those trees along the stream side to reduce sediment, not only for the farmers but for clean water as well. Um, and then at that point, the kids kind of listen to my my uh, demonstration and conversation, and they go, "Hey, this is something I'm interested in." They fill out a little bit of paperwork, and then in April, which is our busy tree planting season, uh, those kids come out in the field with us, and we spend a day planting trees, doing restoration work, and it really gives them a sense of what it's like to do that as a career. We work in small groups, only two to three kids at a time, um, and that makes a big difference too. When these kids are in a classroom with 20 or 30 students, being out there with someone, with just two or three of them, and you can have that conversation and that intimacy to learn a job and talk about careers, it can make a huge impact on a student. During the school day or weekends or we after We actually school? do it during the school day. And so um, you're working with the teachers and the science supervisors, principals that are okaying this mm -hmm. and building it into the curriculum. That's correct. Um, most, uh, most teachers, when they hear that we have this opportunity for them to go out and explore this and learn about this, they leap at the chance, and and I haven't had a, uh, a teacher yet that said, no, that's not important. They all just are thrilled that we're helping out in this way and getting kids out, you know, beside the stream and learning about all these jobs that exist in agriculture that they may not have known about. I mean, they're not, not everyone's going to be a farmer. That, 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 you just said something that, that um, even struck me as, as truly incredible. So, this is the Chesapeake Bay Foundation in Pennsylvania. You've been doing it for 18 months or so. You haven't had a single teacher who has said, no, I'm not going to let my students go out, out of the classroom and work with you for a certain amount of time. Not one? Not one. That is extraordinary. It's, well, you got to realize, first off, uh, programs like the FFA and 4-H already recognize the value of being outdoors and these experiences that we get. Uh, and let's be honest, if we can't get students outside and let them see nature and, and really value the environment and offer them that opportunity, then we can't, we can't expect buy-in in the future from these students. They have to gain that appreciation now. And teachers understand that, teachers recognize that, and they want students to have these sort of opportunities. You'll be in a class, 20, 30 students. You'll do a presentation. What sort of response are you getting? Uh, there's, there's usually five or six kids that come up. Um, there's usually one or two that hear something about a trip out to an island in the bay at the end of the trip, and that excites them, I'm not going to lie. But the rest of the kids are interested in conservation work. Uh, these are kids that have already said, hey, maybe I'm, I'm interested in a job working for... Uh, you know, doing wildlife work for the state or doing some sort of conservation work, this could be a great opportunity for me and a, a real chance to uh, gain some real skills and, and learn about what it takes to do this sort of work. And uh, of those four or five from a particular class, how long might we have a relationship with them? And tell a little bit about the ending uh, uh, carried at the end of the end of the journey. Okay. Uh, well, let me use Rose, for example. Um, Rose is a student um, from Lancaster County. Uh, she's with the Penn Manor FFA. She came out with us on one trip. She uh, heard my presentation, um, and I think it was in a wildlife conservation class. She said, this is something I want to do. 
Um, I said, great, let's set up a trip. And uh, we set up the trip and she went out with us and we actually spent the afternoon working on an Amish farm um, along Chickies Creek. It was a beautiful spring day and she loved it. And she called me back two weeks later and said, look, I've got other kids that need to go out and do this. Hmm. They've so got experience. Classmates that too. of hers. Yes. The, after she had gone back and told them about it, they wanted to have the same experience. Um, so she, she did that trip. And, uh, and then I explained to her later on in the summer to kind of as a culminating experience for, well, I'm going to put it this way. For a lot of students in Pennsylvania, the Chesapeake Bay is really just the water under the bridge on their way to Ocean City. Right. Let's be honest. And, and I'll tell you, that was what the Chesapeake Bay was to me growing up in Baltimore and going to the beach with my parents. That's really all I knew about it. So the minute we can take students from Lancaster County and bring them down to Smith Island or Tangier, it immediately becomes relevant to them, and it becomes a sort of cultural and historical connection that they can make there that they didn't have before. Uh, so the trip finished up with Rose going down to Smith Island. With you know, other other students from Pennsylvania with who've other been FFA part of the program. Students. And, uh, and she had a chance to meet with watermen and go out on the bay and ex experience just an amazing trip at Smith Island mm. and the surrounding waters. And uh, it had a huge impact on her. This is a girl who, whose family operates a dairy farm. She works at another dairy farm. And, you know, she left that trip going, wow, there's, I, I, I never realized just how big the watershed is and my impact that I can have on it. Do and the students ever lead us to parents? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, in fact, I've got a, a few parents now that have, uh, that their, their sons and daughters have volunteered and done some work with us in one way or another, that their parents have come to me and said, how do I get involved? Yeah, that's terrific. I mean, I know how my kids used to always tell me what I had to do better in, whether, in any number of different situations. So they do. Kids will tell the parents, this is something I've learned in school and this is something that's important. How many students per year are we talking about? Give us a sense of scale. So for our pilot program, um, we had 23 students that went out with us uh, in the pilot from four different counties. Um, again, we, it's, it's, it's a small group because we only work with three or four students at a time. Um, out on these trips, and we worked with two of our restoration uh, specialists in the Lancaster area and then in uh, Cumberland and Franklin County as well. Um, of those 23 students, we had 13 of them actually do the Smith Island trip then over the summer. And I'm pleased to, to say also that a lot of those students have decided that they want to continue working with us, and they're now working with our Student Leadership Council, or they're interacting um, in other ways with CBF because they've decided they want to keep working with us. And that's, that's exactly the theory we had when we started Student Leadership, that we could build relationships that would continue into college and beyond. Uh, what grade level are we targeting? These are high school students. They're 15 to 18 years of age. Um, and you're absolutely right. You know, these relationships that we build, um, they continue on. I, I just got an email today from a student from Pennsylvania who's actually attending uh, Richmond University. Hmm. And she said, I have all these questions on oyster restoration now <laughs> for her school project because she's studying, uh, she's studying the environment you know, at, her, at the university. And she's like, I need help with this stuff. So I'm connecting her with those folks down there. Um, so, yeah, it really is about relationship building. 
Well, well, Lane, uh, this this is the sort of thing that just gets me so excited. I can hardly stand it because it's it's absolutely hitting every one of our interests. Students, uh, getting them involved for a, a, a full uh, length of time uh, after their high school years, uh, being involved in agriculture in Pennsylvania, it's so critical. Let's, let's come back to CBF's program, uh, working with classes and getting them out in canoes. So I know that's not what you're specifically doing, but tell a little bit about what Tom and his team are doing uh, on a daily, uh, yearly basis with students in the field. Sure, Tom and Emily uh, work at our Pennsylvania, out of our Pennsylvania office uh, with the SWEAT program, uh, which is the Susquehanna Watershed Environmental Program. Uh, and they take students out on a almost daily basis. Nine uh, months a year. Nine months out of the year, they're out there uh, in the rain and the cold and all sorts of conditions, uh, paddling with students and, uh, and doing stream studies and uh, field surveys. And uh, fantastic program. And we, we get students that come into the student leadership program, you know, when, when a student goes on a trip and they want to do more. I remember um, one young woman who actually spoke to our board of trustees when we had a retreat in Pennsylvania. I think her name was Bryn Kelly. Did she come through that program? Bryn actually first did a tour down here at the Merrill Center. Mm -hmm. uh, she was working with the, uh, the Nixon Environmental Center out of York and, uh, and she came down here and did a tour of the facilities down here and was just blown away by the Merrill Center. And uh, she wanted to do more with CBF. And uh, they, uh, some of the folks down here got her in contact uh, with us in Pennsylvania. And she went on to uh, actually become the president of our Student Leadership Council and helped us host the first uh, canoe race that we had in Pennsylvania <laughs> last year. So. And I think she did a video as well, as I recall. She yeah. did. Her she did. own self-produced video. It was a fantastic video as well. Well, Lane, uh, for all your good work and that of your colleagues, I can't thank you enough and just really grateful that you took the time to uh, tell us a little bit about it. Uh, so keep up the great work. Uh, it's really a, a great investment in the future of the Chesapeake Bay and in the future of Pennsylvania's rivers and streams. That's what we keep uh, realizing is that what's good for Pennsylvania's rivers and streams is good for helping to save the bay. So thanks very much. Thank you, Will. This is Will Baker, president of Chesapeake Bay Foundation. Be sure to tune in every two, two weeks for our continuing podcast series. Thanks very much.